coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School, brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task, that's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass, it was tipped, it's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5, he'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome into Old School 93.7, the ticket to TicketFM.com. I am Rico, joined by DP and Jay Foreman, the real hosts of Old School. 402-464-5685. Join us on the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sutter Heyman text line, for this wonderful two-hour conversation. Say? What? What did you just say? I said you guys are the real hosts of Old School. This is Jay's show. We just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, my bad. DP <laughs> and Jay Foreman, the real host of Old School. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you, but Rico, don't don't be like one of one of one of one of the our kids and stuff and try to backtrack on what you said. He said, "I'm Rico, the real host." I, of I this just show. no, I didn't. I, 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 I said I'm Rico, we'll joined we'll, by hey. DP and Jay Foreman, the real host of no, Old School. No, we'll, we'll wait. Just because we'll, I'm bringing it we'll in doesn't the, make me the host. That's we'll, what I'm saying. Listen here, listen here, Rico. We're, we'll, giving, we're gonna wait till Thickums comes in. Thickum Nick, Thick Thick Nick. I thought I was doing something right. Thickless, Thickless. <laughs> oh, but his new he's definitely a waterhead though. That name has actually stuck. Waterhead, no, no Thickless. Yeah. No matter how much I he told kept him, saying, he needs to embrace it. Yeah. I mean. Cause you're not on. He's not on the bro. The bro workout. He's on the thick. Workout. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? What? What's? What kind of workouts is he doing? Is he uh, doing? He's like doing, he's doing the. I think he's, he's just doing, doing the bush like, light. The bush light arm curl. I think he's. Uh, I think yeah. when he actually goes to work out, I think he's just doing like bench and squats. Twenty ounce. But have you seen? Him, have, but have you seen him put that uh, ninety three seven the ticket hat on? Yeah. It's like yo dome. That thing is stretched. It's a flex dome. fit. It's a flex fit. That thing is just. It's already fully flexed. It's just a. Fit. No, it's a stretch fit. Stretch, right, stretch. <laughs> one, hey, it says one, one size fit all. No, size one size fits most. Yeah, and he's right on the edge yeah. of most. No, it says inside the label. It fits most, except Nick. Nick right, yeah, yeah, yeah. unless you have a big old barbecue pit head. He he does have. He's Sputnik. He really does have. He had the, a milk jug for a head. He really, he really does. That's why he didn't play football. Boy, he'd be <laughs> just imagine he'd be special chill. order helmet. Hey, right? We we, had a, we, were, we we actually had a dude in high school who whose head was massive, and they had a special order helmet for him. He'd have, he'd have been in, in practice for the Huskers wearing the red helmet. Yeah, <laughs> yep. He got the special. He got the special helmet. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Specially built for him. They're like, for now, let's just put the leather helmet on you because, you know, you can stretch it out a little bit more. It That's when you just bit. tell them, you go, don't get in the three-point stance. Just, there's no way you're getting that head back up. Right. <laughs> just... Have you seen him get in the three-point stance? No. I'll, I'll show you guys in the break. Take some work. I'll show you guys in the break. <laughs> it takes some work. Well, just what he looked, it's, it, he's got a heavy head. <laughs> That's what I said. Right. It's just like, no, you're a stand up in. It's it's we're, we're, it's straight legs, butt up in the air, head down. He, he's a, he's a stand up nose tackle. There's no there's like. <laughs> Eric says, "Are we roasting thickless already?" 
<laughs> that wasn't the plan, but it just kind of walked. Just happens. Oh, and then Joe says, ouch, the hat doesn't fit me either. Watermelon head, really? <laughs> I guess Joe got a watermelon head, no, too. No, Joe, Joe actually got a medium hat, though. Oh, so you just yeah. got a smaller hat. Yeah, you, we can get you a bigger hat. That There's nothing bigger than what, for, what, Nick, <laughs> what Nick requires. That's as far as it goes. Who do you think has the hugest dome on the Huskers? Who has the huge, like the the big mm. huge dome? Because some of the linemen have some. I'm sure they got some noggins. of the linemen got big old heads. Yeah, noggins. They but I noggins. feel like there's going to be somebody that you're not expect. I I got to take a look at the running backs. Yeah. Running backs have big heads too. No, I mean Yant's got the biggest dome, but no, his his isn't. Hickson Hickson's got 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 crater head. He's got the big dome. Banks doesn't have a huge. Banks dome. doesn't have. Banks has a lot of hair. He's just a lot of hair. Nori has. Nori's got a dome. Nori Nori's got. got yeah. Nori might be yeah. be the one. And then defensive line. Probably Nash, I guess. I yeah. Yeah. We'll have to check out. You know, we gotta check the new swe- guys. Head head swells up when you head button in wrestling. <laughs> All right. Did, did we shot? Did we shot out our sponsor? We did not. Old school sponsored by Sandhills Global. They have hundreds of jobs available here at the global global headquarters here in Lincoln. Head to. Sandhills.jobs today and apply. Sandhills.jobs apply today. Hundreds of job opportunities available at Sandhills Global. Uh, I have to say this while Jay is here. Um, so you guys know. So you guys are set up at Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. So I have to tell you both while you're here. Uh, we'll talk about it at 10 o'clock hour, but you're set up. So just when you go to Mary Ellen's, just tell them. I'll give you the code, and okay. off you go. You're set up for, for meals. They'll, they'll make you plates. So, to do that. Um, Jay, I wanted to ask you about the the, the, the Greer family. Yeah. I mean, they're, about- they're pretty, like, uh, quiet as capital. Very unique, you know, foot, sports family. Um, Bobby Greer had been in the NFL, I think, even back, like, when my dad was playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bobby was assistant GM – uh, when I was in Houston, but uh, he was in New England when I was in Buffalo. Uh, so I'd been knowing Bobby since I was, you know, a kid and knowing of him definitely as a kid and definitely, um, you know, him, you know, my dad had a ton of res- or has a ton of respect for him. Um, uh, he's, a, he, you know, what's crazy is you think, you know, you think of Ozzy Newsom, right? Yep. Bobby Greer is is on the same level, but just was always behind the scenes because he never was the, quote unquote face of the GM, you know, or of the team, but he's always been the guy that's been the advisor. Uh and really, you know, I can speak specifically being down in Houston, he was a guy that uh kinda and you know this, went behind you know, Charlie Cashley and kinda just cleaned up all of his, you know, little messes or big messes and tried to Piles make it, of pi- poo. and tried to make them <laughs> I mean he freshened up some pretty crappy situations. Um you know, to kind of keep the team afloat and kind of keep the team somewhat competitive. So, um, and then, you know, his uh, son, uh, Chris, and then he had a, a, the one that played in the NHL. Now he's a, a GM now. Um, again, it's just a background of, of, of breaking barriers, um, doing phenomenal work. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, yeah, you know, we're talking about it because obviously – He's an African American GM in a predominantly, you know, white sport in hockey, but you know, he's a pretty dang good evaluator of talent and a pretty well respected uh, you know, 
executive in the NHL, so that's what I'm focusing on. But yeah, the Greer family has done some really, really good things. Um, you know, I know Jake didn't like doesn't like the the you know the one son down in Miami, but um, up until this point, I think he's done a decent job. I mean, I probably would have probably go back and forth on the Brian Flores thing, but I don't think he probably had fully control of that. But uh, um, everywhere they've been, they've been successful and they've worked their way up. And, um, you know, yeah, I mean, I think Bobby kind of set the path for him. Uh, probably definitely opened some doors for him, but I think they've all kicked those doors in and then made their own, uh, you know, name and place at wherever they're at. I mean, Greer, Mike Greer was uh, in the NHL. He went through the Caps for a bit, yeah. the Sabres for a bit. Uh, but to have two brothers in leadership positions in two different sports at right. the top of those sports. Yeah, you can't get any higher. Like, I, what are the odds that, first of all, I mean, are, can you think of any families where one brother's in the NFL and the other brother's in the NHL? No, because they usually, I mean. Right? Yeah. Like, I can't I can't think of, of, a, of a family that produced an NHL sibling and a NFL sibling together. So text line, if there's somebody that comes to mind, let me know. Let us know. Um, but I couldn't think of anybody. And then for them to both get into management, get into the executive lanes, and then, of course, for Mike um, to become a GM uh, for the San Jose Sharks is just huge. Yeah, it's huge for, you know, the Greer family, huge for the NHL. It's huge for, and it's also huge for San Jose, San Jose Sharks as well. They're getting a guy that knows, uh, you know, hockey. He played the game. Um and he played it the, yeah he played it the right way years, and and man. you know to be honest with you he played it at a somewhat harder time for a minority in in general to kind of be respected and play well so he's kind of had the hard path of going you know going up through the ranks of hockey and you know to be honest with you hot baseball is probably the hardest to make it to the majors I think hockey's the second because you know you got to come up through the farm system at such an early age. And you'll be playing whether it's the OHL or you decide to go to college X Y and Z. You just never Thomas, know. You just come on. That's <laughs> <laughs> maybe killing Nick, man. <laughs> Thomas, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty good. And so uh, just scroll up. There's more. I, I he know. sends them like every I day. I know. I know. Just he's killing him. So when you think of guys like Greer and stuff is good, but his dad has showed him how to leadership position. So it's kind of like, you know, you talk about table talk or like family talk over like holidays. <laughs> what do you, what, yeah. What, but, what's going on with you? Yeah. Oh. But they're, but what they're seeing is, is how their dad came up through it. He kind of like set the foundation um, of success and they've kind of take it their own way. I mean, when you came up through hockey, like I was saying, it's hard to get to the NHL um, then he gets there, makes his way, um, you know, kind of a, like a rotational player, third or fourth line, right? So you're when you're third or fourth line in, in hockey, you know, you could be up and down, whether it's an injury or, or somebody else decides to pick you up. He makes his way into getting the second line, you know, dips into the first line, becomes a pretty legitimate player, um, extends his career over 10 years, and then jumps right back into it. So I think his expertise of going through the grind – is perfect for a team like San Jose Sharks that needs to kind of know what it's like to go through the grind and find those players that might be close to himself or what he's experienced playing with some pretty high-level players and know what to look for. That, that's an interesting point. I'll, I'll ask you, it for folks who get into leadership levels, is it easier 
or necessary to be that type of actual player. Grinders, guys who had to learn the psychology, had to right. learn how to get through, had to learn how to appreciate uh, being in that space. It, you have the John that's Elways. Some, you have you, the John Elways. And that's suspect. Right? But it seems to me like guys who had to learn how to grind. Like it, what, it didn't, the game didn't necessarily come, come easy, easy to them, right? That that, yeah, some, some a lot of cases, you know, they seem to be a little bit more successful. But you know, like a say, like a John Lynch, a kind of a lunch pail type of guy, because that's usually, you know, when you're just specifically talking about the NFL, you know, that's what makes the NFL go. Yeah, the guys that you got in front of the camera are the ones that kind of, you know, the sponsorships and stuff, and you know, love. But the teams, you know, the stuff that make teams go are the guys that are grinders. So, in theory, that that helps out. You know, the thing with John Elway, um, he's done really good. You know, we say for every Von Miller. You know, there's a Paxton Lynch and all that other stuff, whereas, like, this is a position that you should know, right? Mm-hmm. This is a position that you should know. Brock Osweiler and all these dudes. This is a position. Now, finally, you know, you got Russell Wilson, so you're, you know, like on your 10th quarterback that you failed to kind of either develop or even hit, you know, um, the lottery on who's a, you know, who's a legitimate player when you played this position. So you question that, but he also was able to recruit – Peyton Manning and um, knowing that that's the piece that you need to win a Super Bowl. So it, it just kind of depends. Uh, um, I think not only in leadership positions of like general manager, I think it's also um, when you coach and stuff. So you could be a superstar player and go through the grind, or you could be a superstar player or a player that's thought of as being a really good player and you can start on third base and, and think you hit a triple and then you lose all the qualities of going from – home the first, first to second, second to third. Well, because you, you, you start to ask, well, why can't you do this basic thing that I can I can do with my eyes closed? Right, but they didn't <laughs> do it. But the thing is, it was given to you versus if you went and earned it. And, and But they also are uh, stories or, or situations to where great players don't know how to coach because they're so great. They've been so – they're so – Naturally. Naturally yeah. gifted in – mentally at a different place it's hard for them to coach players that maybe aren't as dedicated as them um can't do things that they could do so then i'd ask if you had to bet would tom brady make a great coach uh yeah because he's uh for a superstar he's a guy's guy he's a student of the game student of the game and he's start came in the league very humble russell Um, wilson I don't. I, I don't know. I, I think no, not really. <laughs> no. Right? I mean, no. I think Russell Wilson would probably be good as like a GM, but not a head coach. That makes sense. That 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 yeah. that actually makes sense. I think Russell Wilson would do really well at something like that. I I, I just I, I, I see fi- him as like player development manager something like that. Yeah, he well, do, he do, he can yeah player he can development management personality is yeah. pretty good, and he's had to do it. You know, he's kind of. You know, he was in that Seattle locker room to where he had to manage himself first, and um, he had to get humbled. You know, Richard Sherman and those guys humbled him, but then he was able to see in a locker room different personalities, manage different personalities, actually grow as a person and personality, I guess, and see how different personalities exited or entered the locker room and how it affected the team. 
Is there somebody playing now that you go, you look at and you say, okay, that dude's going to be a really good head coach in the NFL? Uh, I don't know. I mean, well, it because I was I asked mean, this last night, like, and and other than Brady, nobody. Yeah, came. like Brady. I thought because I thought Aaron Rodgers doesn't no, strike no, me no. like gracious, right. No. It didn't strike me as that. No way. I I but, wouldn't be surprised if when Aaron Rodgers retired, you didn't hear from him for quite a while. Aaron Rodgers. No, he'll be he'll be a, he'll be an analyst. He'll be he'll be online. He'll be in a studio somewhere with his feet yeah. up and next to the, the camera. You see his new he'll tattoo. Be, yeah. He won't be involved in football directly. Yeah, he just—I mean, nobody you, you nobody wants that dude. I mean, no. Um, I, usually, I, I, people I think of quarterbacks. You'd have right? I—I generally look at either an offensive lineman, so it's hard to evaluate because you don't even, never talk to him, mm-hmm. you know, or like a linebacker or somebody like that. What about Mike Fitz? Ma- what about Fitz? Fitz Magic? No. Yeah. No. He's too quirky. Well, but that's why I th- I thought some network would go. You know who could speak about every? Team? Oh, that oh, yeah. I thought mean, no. Oh, we were you're, talking, you're talking about a head coach. Yeah. Oh, Fitz Magic. No, 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 no way. Not as, as a an coach. analyst. Analyst. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's okay. already on there. Okay. Um, I for me, I mean, it's, like Philip Rivers fits that because of uh, he could tell the story. He, he could tell us, you know, and, and uh, you know, he's kind of a you know grinder and stuff like that. Uh, but um, he just wants to stay in high school. Yeah. Um. But he obviously he's not in the NFL. I'd probably say Brady. If there's a linebacker, Bobby Wagner probably comes to mind. Yes. Um, yes. I could see definitely see, yes. it, and I don't know if he wants to coach or something, but I definitely could see Levante David definitely being a defensive coordinator for sure just because of his personality. Now, granted, I don't know if he wants to coach, but then if you can be – I'm a firm believer if you can be a defensive coordinator, you can be a head coach. Um, I think his leadership skills don't get enough of – the credit so i think for him being a leader he could kind of come up like i envision him like a mike tomlin right maybe not how he's you know mike tomlin speaks but guy that you know db coach assistant coordinator coordinator oh man this dude can really actually lead men will be Boom. strongly respected strongly respected and will be steadfast in his beliefs and will be able to lead a team through some lean times kind of like mike tomlin mm-hmm. has even though he's never had a losing season but um those guys come to mind. Um, I think backup quarterbacks would make. Yeah, backup good quarterbacks generally, coaches. but you know, I don't know. We don't. You don't know you enough don't know about it, them. Yeah. Backup quarterbacks generally go and they end up on TV sets, you know, um, and, and stuff like that. They'll be on like the you know mm-hmm. the shows that are going on right now. So, um, you know, I don't really see any receivers, anybody. I mean, there's you know anybody like that. You could DBs. You could go like. I definitely see like somebody like Terrence Newman, J- J- Ramsey. No, but Terrence Jaron. No, no, <laughs> that, no. That was uh, just to get the look on his face. No, <laughs> I don't. Even, <laughs> just to get the look on Jay's J- face. Jalen Ramsey's <laughs> after game press conferences would be phenomenal. Jalen Ramsey is going to have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, or he'll have yeah, whatever new have whatever new social media thing he's. Yeah, whatever it, the next yeah, thing, thing is, is, he'll, he'll have he'll it. Do yeah. That. Right. It'll be phenomenal. Okay. All right. We'll throw the break. Rico, tell us what's up, and uh, we will jump down to Carolina, top of the hour. Charlotte, the Panthers. We'll be right back. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.